Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer, check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys, and let's get on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. As always, I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That would be greatly appreciated. And welcome to the show. Today, I'm speaking with a virtual assistant, a talented creative. Um, her name is Ray Johnson. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Thank you. Thank you. A slow start this morning, but it's all good. Um, I've been a, a follower of yours for quite some time, and I just love the work that you do, um, how you're always just kind of helping people get started in your field. And even when you're not, you try to act as a bridge to other industries, you know? So, um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I so, try, I try. You try. That's good, as long <laughs> as you try. <laughs> um, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about how someone can get started in the virtual assistant fields, right? So yes. um, that should be interesting. I'm, it, it's, I've been hearing a lot about it. I don't know, I don't know anything about it. So um, I think it'll be a pretty good learning process here today. Um, yeah. So let's hop into it, shall we? Yeah. Um, we usually start the show by introducing our guests. So if you don't mind just giving a little bit who you are, what you do, stuff, all, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I am Ray or Sheree is my whole name. Um, I have been an entrepreneur since 2018. I began my journey as an entrepreneur um, being a military spouse um, and I was pregnant with my second child. Um, And so I definitely wanted to stay home with him and not go back to work. So I had to figure out how I wanted to make some more money um, Mm -hmm. so that I could stay home. And I mean, I definitely had the income to support myself, but I just wanted a little bit more. Um, So I started my entrepreneur journey as a wholesaler and as a virtual assistant. And then eventually I kind of cut wholesaling out and just solely focused on virtual assisting. Um, so in the month or in the year of 2019, I helped over 20 businesses um, with my services, serving as a virtual assistant. And um, January 20th, I will be launching my virtual assistant agency, where I help businesses learn how to outsource. I match them to virtual assistants, and I also contract and manage the virtual assistants. So I am no longer the virtual assistant; I am the guru of virtual assisting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am th- that person now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me and a little mm-hmm. bit about my journey. That must feel pretty great to be able to just kind of not not kick it really, but you know, just take the 
yeah, let other people kind of do what they what they got to do for you, right? So yeah, um, definitely. That's kind of what the agency was built for was really to. Um, I really felt like this was great. I knew how to make money from home, like legitimately. Like we all hear about the like scams and stuff like that, but I really mastered how to do it. And I was like, well, other people need to be here with me too. So right. I really wanted to build this for other people to do with me. Oh, it's awesome. So like what virtual assistants pretty much do is they help businesses what, become more efficient. They do what the daily tasks. What is it exactly that goes into it? It can be a, a combination of all of that. So um, virtual assistants can take care of your administrative tasks, your repetitive, boring and annoying tasks that are really holding you back or taking a lot of your time up. Um, it can be anywhere from marketing. They can help you with some of your marketing tasks, mm -hmm. your social media management, things like that. Um, podcast management, they can help you, you know, send out emails, mm -hmm. calendars. Um, I have my virtual assistants do follow-up inquiries. Um, they manage my email, so I don't manage my emails. Um, I mean, they help with a good bit of, I mean, everything. They're really like an inaugural part of my business so that I can focus on the things that are super, super important for me to make money. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's really, so it, it could pretty much benefit uh, anyone as long mm -hmm. as you have some type of business or content hub running, I guess, right? What are the skills that you need to learn? So as a virtual assistant, you don't need any education or skills to hop into the field. There's no regulation to this field. So there's no gotcha. certification or anything like that. So it could literally just be someone like me looking for work from home. And I just took what experience that I already had. Um, I had held a government job in admin um, for a couple of months. And then I was a paralegal. Um, so I kind of just took those skills and kind of started with that. But honestly, you don't need any skills or anything like that. You just really need to want to do it, right? Okay. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like you just want to do it. Um, so basically, like how I tell my virtual assistants is to start off by um, understanding what virtual assistants can do. And I mean, it's a lot of things. There's a I mean, there's an endless list of things that we can do, gotcha. um, but start off by niching. So figuring out who you want to serve and what you want to do, what services you want to offer. Um, and so once you kind of determine that, then you can kind of determine what skills you may need or, you know, what courses you may need to brush up on. Um, so when I started, I started off um, basically helping a cleaning business startup. Um, and she was literally at the same stages that I was at. So mm -hmm. I just started doing everything for her, like her admin, her emails, her phone follow-ups, her social media management. Um, I did her social media ads and within like the first three months, she had over like triple her business, like than when I started. So oh, wow. it, I mean, they're really inaugural to your growth too. Um, okay. But yeah, so definitely niching, figuring out what it is that you want to do and who you want to serve, and then go from there to figure out what you need to learn. So if you want to manage social media, then you obviously want to learn a little bit about social media management um, and what that entails. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a way to start off is to niche. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What, what are some of those things that, you know, with you learning everything that you did with the, with the cleaning business and all that? So what are some of the things that you picked up from that that transferred into your life? Because I could imagine some of the habits you built really played a part into, you know, who you were further than that, right? 
Um, yeah. So what are some of the things that you picked up into that transferred into real life? Um, it really gave me a sense of, oh my gosh, I could really do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I am capable of doing anything at this point. Like I just mm -hmm. stepped into something and I started something and now this lady has created money for herself and then also money for me. Right. So it really just fueled the dragon really like I was just reading I'm reading the alchemist and it says that um, a decision isn't just a decision it is literally like a whirlwind uh, it takes you on like a path like once you make that one decision it takes you on this like current of decision right. that follow uh -huh. it so that really kind of like fueled me to say okay like I can actually do this shit so let's go uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go Confidence. now yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it just really gave me, it amped me up. It really did. And so, from there, like, I was always ready to learn and I was always ready to move into different spaces. And I definitely did that within my first, like, eight months of business. I went from, like, helping her in the cleaning business to the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I've been wanting to be in real estate for so long. I might as well go ahead and leverage my virtual assistant experience and get in there. And from there, I went into real estate. Then I went into digital marketing for real estate. And then I became an investor in real estate. I became all of that. So it really kind of just trickled into the next thing. Yeah, and I, I definitely do agree with the, what you were saying that once you start something, it starts like a wave. It's kind of funny how that works because the second that you – the second that you put stuff in a back burner, it just, everything just kind of disappears. You lose momentum. I, right. I think I learned that entrepreneurship is keeping that up. You know what I'm saying keeping your momentum going, keeping everything going. I felt the second you stop that, everything is hard to pick back up, no matter like how small or big, you know, so. That it is. Yeah. I came back from a three week vacation. I already know what that feels like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so definitely just starting by making a choice that this is what you're going to do. And, you know, obviously, when you decide that you're going to niche, you have to do the things like setting up shop. Obviously, you have to, you know, register your business right. and mm -hmm. go through your branding and, you know, put your website up and Google my business, all of that stuff. But um, I think that the first definite step of making a choice on what you want to do in virtual assisting is deciding who you want to help and really structuring it about solving a problem. So you as a podcast person, Dexter, you may be managing your own podcast, right? You're sending out the emails, you're sending out the, you know, the reminders or whatever, um, you're reaching out to people and you might say, okay, I, I, I could maybe use a virtual assistant, but really if someone came along and presented it to you, yeah. I think you would be more open to it than just saying, hey, maybe today I need a virtual assistant structuring it around pushing it towards your audience. So if I want to manage podcasts, I'm going to call you Dexter. Or I'm going to DM you and say, Hey Dexter, you may not know this, but a VA can save you a ton of time with your podcast, with helping you set it up. And you literally just do the work. That's right. it. You do the interviews and then you would be like, Oh, I didn't know I had that problem, but now <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Like, and then you'll be more apt to, you know, hear what I have to say and what my services are and things like that. It's, mm -hmm. I find it interesting that you can like pretty much do whatever the hell that you want to do. You know what I'm saying that's that's pretty dope. It's mm -hmm. kind of rare that you run into uh, careers or you know side hustles that you can do that and pretty much fit anywhere. Um, exactly. 
So what helped you lay found the foundation of becoming a VA? Um, I guess just doing my research um, mm-hmm. definitely was one of the big things was research um, and acting on that research. Like I said, action is a big thing. Um, and one of the biggest things for me was definitely mindset, knowing that I wanted to do this and that I was going to do this and keeping that mindset, I guess, you know, like yeah, keeping yeah. the mindset that I was ready to do this. And so um, taking action, changing my mindset and trying to maneuver around imposter syndrome, because in VAing, like you said, it's very rare that you come across a career field that you can just jump into doing right. things. Yeah. Um, and so that definitely comes with imposter syndrome. You, we have been trained to feel like you can't do that. You can't just <laughs> hop from place to place. Oh man, tell me about it. But you can. And so you really have to like let that negativity go from yourself and just jump into I am the person that's going to do this. And this is how much I'm charging. And this is how I'm going to help you. And these are going to be the results. And that's it. I mean, that's really it. Right, right. Oh, it's funny because I was just talking about how it could have been, uh, I forgot who it was. No, actually, the, the podcast episode isn't out yet. But anyway, I was talking about how like, you know, social media and just online businesses can really corner you. And it just make you feel like you can't do anything else besides what you branded yourself as. So, you know, if you want to switch industries, it feels a little bit tougher. I think uh, with virtual I, assisting, I mm-hmm. think with virtual assisting, once you brand and niche yourself as something, you can change because one of my biggest ways that I was able to help so many businesses in in that short amount of time was word of mouth. So my realtors okay. may refer me to their HVAC person. Oh, okay. You see, gotcha. or my wholesalers may introduce me to their realtors that they use or their contractors that they use. So it it becomes a thing that you can serve everyone because word of mouth helps that too. And branding and niching to me, um, what I learned in virtual assisting is that I may put myself out there as the real estate virtual assistant, but I can also help other people. I just know that I know how to market towards real estate people and that that's the people that I want to attract. But if an HVAC person comes along, I'm okay with helping them too. Let me figure out how I can help them or I can refer them to someone else. So it's always great to have that network too. The being a VA, you can really transfer your skill sets anywhere, right? So uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so we got, what do we got? We had, we, we, we started off with laying the foundation of things. Um, yeah. What else was it? What else did we cover? Damn, I forgot already. Yo, I have such a bad memory. Yo. <laughs> it's all good. So we talked about um, niching. Okay, niching. Laying a little bit of the foundation. Right. Um, and then we talked a little, like, briefly about setting up your shop. Okay. Um, so registration, branding, right. all of that. Yeah. And so I guess There'd now be, we can kind of transition. Does Do people even know what a virtual assistant is at this point? I was just about like, to ask that. Like, <laughs> do people know? I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So a virtual assistant is literally an assistant to your, your business, your life. Um, so when you walk into, um, let's just say you walk into a, a real estate agent's office, the first person that you're going to see is an assistant, right? They're taking yeah. phone calls, they're on the computer, whatever. 
that is essentially what we are, but guess where we do it from? Wherever <laughs> in the hell we want to. Wherever you want to, yeah. Where, wherever we want to. Um, and so the one thing about virtual assistants is that they help businesses save time and a lot of money um, because not only will you be saving money on space. So as an entrepreneur, as um, a business owner, and I know a lot of us in the Twitter space don't have office space. <laughs> We're yeah, all working correct. from home or wherever we can bum ourselves out to, right? Correct, yeah. So we can't really afford to find an office and staff that person for part-time or full-time, right? Right. So a virtual assistant really helps you leverage that. So you can hire a virtual assistant for however many hours you need them. Um, right. You don't have to hire them for, you know, 20 hours a week and then you have to use them for 20 hours a week. If you think you only need three hours a week, then you can hire a VA for three hours a week. Um and they also, you know, you don't have to pay for downtime. So you're not paying for lunch breaks, 30-minute uh, breaks, anything like that. You're paying for pure productive time. It's pure okay. and productive. So these are great selling points for those out there that are considering wanting to be VAs. Um, this is how you can really structure yourself to uh, be in front of your client and say, hey, I'm the best fit for this because, you know, I'm flexible. I can work around whatever hours that you need me to work around. I may also save you money and yeah. I save you a bunch of time. So, yeah, that's it's really cool. What type of person do you think would fit best in this field? Like someone looking for a re like remote work, um, yeah. someone looking for something they can do. Maybe could you do this part time? You have to be you have to be all in all the time. Is there something that you have to do every single like day, hour of the day type of thing? So or, uh, this yeah, actually, be for, yeah. Let me, let me actually yeah. frame that better. So what yeah. does what does a workflow, a uh, normal day look like for a VA? Yeah, that's a good question. So it can be, this field can be for anyone um, that wants to maybe own some freedom of their time and their work. Um, so my agency is dedicated to single parents, minorities, and military spouses. Um, and those people, for me, the reason why I chose to dedicate my agency to those people are because those people um, really do need the flexibility to raise families and they either move around often or they're not being paid enough to pay the bills, but they're at work all day and then they're paying for <laughs> yeah. daycare. So right, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So um, it could really be for anyone that's seeking that flexibility. College students are a lot of people that I get this um, that need that flexibility after their schoolwork or whatever. Um, so what does a day look like? Can you do this part-time? Can you do this full-time? Yes, you can do it part-time and full-time. Um, a lot of my clients I usually got for under 40 hours a month. So um, if you want a full-time flow, you obviously may need a couple of more clients or you may need a big yeah. client that needs a lot of hours. Um, so it really just depends on the client and what you're putting out there, what you can put out there. So if you only can dedicate 20 hours, you know, uh, every two weeks so 10 hours a week to this, I have packages at 10 hours a week. Uh, for each one. So there you go. I mean, you can really set this up. It's it's your business. It's a business. It's your business. You have con full control over it. So yes, you can do it part-time. Yes, you can do it full-time. It just depends on the needs of the client. Do they need okay. you to be there in the morning or do they need you to be there in the afternoon? Right. Makes sense. Basically, um, 
and and here's the best part. I don't think people realize this, but here's the best part. Because you're saving businesses so much time and money, um, I will tell you someone that my very first gig, very, very first gig that I did on Fiverr, mm -hmm. I had myself out there for like $8 an hour. Because I mean, shit, I didn't know, like, you know, I didn't yeah, yeah. know. But put myself out there for $8 an hour, a woman hired me in a nonprofit organization to do uh, data mining for her. I spent 21 hours doing data mining. And I said, of course, at the end of this, I was like, hell no, not doing that shit again. Too much. Yeah, it sounds like Yeah, way too much, which is cool because once you go along with your clients, you'll really learn what you do and don't like and yeah. what you want to do. Um, but at the end of it, she ended up paying me $21 an hour. Oh, damn. Yeah. $21. Starting at eight? And so starting at like what you said, eight dollars. I an said hour? I, I gave her eight dollar an hour quote and she gave me twenty one dollars an hour. Uh, yeah, it's pretty smooth. And so from that point on, I never charged less than $21 an hour. <laughs> never charged less than $21 an hour. So, that is crazy. Um, yeah, the industry average for people to um, begin virtual assisting, um, I would, I always tell my VAs between $20 and $25 an hour. Because you, like I said, structure it in a way that it benefits the business. You're not buying space. That's, you know, 500, gotcha. 700 plus a month. Yeah. You're also not paying for my downtime. You're paying for pure productive time. So once you look at it, it either A, levels out or B, saves you a ton of money still. Um, so 20 to $25 an hour is usually like where I say you need to be at. Um, and of course, like starting out, I started out with my one cleaning girl and I started out at like $10 an hour for her. Um, but what she did was she gave me testimonials. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really what that was about. It was, I needed experience and testimonials so that I could move forward. And so sometimes a lot of my VAs that can't just go out there and find clients may exchange free work in exchange for a testimonial to start building up their portfolio of people that they've helped. Right. So free work or very cheap work. And then as you move on, you know, obviously up your prices um, because you are at the end of the day, a business. So you're responsible for business taxes, your computer, your internet, all of that is your fee. So you want to yeah, account right. for that. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Once you get that pretty much foundation laid down, you know, you got your, you got your tools, which are, oh, which is probably what like a, just, you just need like laptops and stuff like that. Do you journal and all that to help you stay organized? Or like, what do you, what do you like to do? Um, for me, it's so funny because I'm just not the most organized person. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> um, it's crazy, but I'm, I'm really not. Um, I'm really learning that I work best off of my energy. So whenever my energy is there that I just work like that. I feel um, that. But I do have a journal and I've been implementing a journal um, for the past month or two. And I do like it because it really does keep all my ideas in one place. Yeah. Um, I keep a calendar and that just depends on what kind of person you are. I have my VAs managing my Google calendar and then I have a paper calendar on my desk. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so tools for VAs though to use obviously is your laptop. It's going to be a computer with good internet. Um, and then other tools would be project management systems. And there's tons of them out there that are free. Mm -hmm. um, so you can really start this business up really, really low cost. If you already have the laptop and you already have internet at home, I mean, everything else is very, very low cost. I mean, it would be like business registrations um, and hosting your website if you're going to put your website up there. But um, project management systems, I use those and I implement those um, for my clients so that they, we kind of have a 
a screen of, of things that we're going to accomplish and that we're going through and that we can comment on. So those are like Asana, Trello, Teamworks, you got gotcha. Jira, mm-hmm. you got a lot of those different things. Um, calendar systems like Google Cal or Calendly or Acuity. There's a lot of them. Right. Um, and then what other tools? Um, yeah, just email, email. You, you want to set up a professional email. This is what I tell all business people. Don't be <laughs> sending me no at gmail.com, okay, y'all? Mm-hmm. Y'all hear me? No more gmail.com. It's professional. Buy your domain and get you a professional email set up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree for sure. Don't it be looks sending a little, me no at gmail.com, yeah, okay? It looks, it looks a little crazy. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, that, that's something I thankfully invested in uh, a G suite. And so, yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks a little crazy still sending like Gmail or Yahoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It looks mm-hmm. nuts. Especially Yahoo. Like I got roasted for using Yahoo like last year. You should. And you should. <laughs> and I should have. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> that's basically, comedy. I guess I'll kind of walk through what a process kind of looks like for a yeah, VA. Sure. Once Sounds they good. kind of, yeah, once they kind of get everything together. So let's just say you do have all your groundwork laid down. You got your business up there. You maybe got a little Facebook page or whatever. Um, so then you have someone that inquires about your service or that you put out your service. Um, you can send them a link to an intake questionnaire. So that questionnaire can entail things so that you can learn more about them before you have maybe a consultation call with them. So maybe like, what kind of task are you looking to outsource? Um, you know, how many hours are you projecting that this VA will spend with you? Um, what are some of the goals of your, you know, having a VA? Like, what are you looking to accomplish? And that really helps you determine how well this project is going as it moves along, is learning what the goals are and if you're aligning with them. Um, and then you review the questionnaire and then schedule maybe a phone consultation with them to learn a little bit more about their business. Um, definitely that questionnaire, ask them what their website is um, so that you can can do the background research or whatever. Um, so during the consultation, you're going to, you know, go through those same questions, um, finding out what their needs is and see if you're a fit with them because the same time they're looking at you and saying, are you a fit for me? You're looking at them the same way because you right. are a business. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely not the business to be, you know, helping someone that you don't align with very well. Um, so, if they are, if you do feel like they, you could do the duties that they're looking for and they're a match for you, then go ahead and, um, uh, sorry, send them a, um, their, your onboarding process. So your onboarding process would include like your contract um, and then your invoicing um, and then talking about communication policies. Like um, this is what hours I'm available from unless we discussed anything else. Gotcha. Um, and then this is the project management system, um, or we can use whatever project management system that you use. You don't want to go in and start changing things the moment you start working with people. So if they already are using um, Trello, you better get hip to Trello. <laughs> you better get hip to it. Yeah, you don't want to go in and start changing people's workflow in their lives and things like that. Right, right. Um, and then um, I, um, I do a kickoff call. So that just kind of entails, you know, Hey, we made it this far. Um, so what are our goals? Let's go. Let's keep going. Um, this is our project management system. This is how we're going to manage things. Those are usually hosted on Zoom um, because you can share screens. Um, so for me, 
Um, I, you know, I'll go over what we're using um, and I'll make sure we're clear on whatever we're going forth with. Okay, so this week you want me to focus on email management. You want to make sure that um, a response happens mm -hmm. between 8 and 5 p.m. every day. Um, and if it's outside of business hours, then get to them the next morning. Okay, got that. Jot that down. All right, the first project we're working on is X, Y, and Z. So the first steps I need to do is to start the research immediately. I will post my results in our project management system. Um, and then we can gather back up next week and we'll discuss the results of the research. Very goal-oriented, straight to it, so there's no questions. If you feel like you don't have the answers, then you need to ask more questions so that you can have the answers. Because if you don't have the answers and you don't perform well, it turns into your retention rate's going to go down, down the drain. So right. you can never over communicate with people um, about their expectations and about the projects and things like that. There's no over communication there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how you kind of set up everything. Yeah, it's yeah. very thorough. I mean, step by step. It's just, I think at, at its core, if you can be a really good people person and communicate really well, I think it can take you really far. Um, especially like with the, with the idea, I like the idea of a, of a kickoff call and just always asking questions. And like you said, you don't really want to come into people's lives and completely change them, right? You want to fit into what they're doing in their business. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think that's great. It sounds good. You want to compliment them. So yeah, exactly. Where can you find your clients? So we kind of discussed a little bit yeah. of that. Yeah, so. you, we, we discussed a little bit. Um, but there are a lot of places to find your clients. And I've learned over the year what does and doesn't work for me. So for the first year, I really operated off of social media. Um, so I positioned myself on Twitter um, as a virtual assistant. And I was really like one of the only virtual assistants on, on the Twitter space that I ended up falling into. Um, and so a lot of people knew me as the virtual assistant and would come to me when they needed help. Um, so obviously there is internet, um, there's Facebook groups, there's mm -hmm. LinkedIn. You can cold message people on LinkedIn. You can, you know, get an Instagram profile up and running, hashtags, reach out to people type of thing. Um, but this last half of the year, I started focusing on the community that I live in. And the community that I live in, I live in Colorado, and it's a great um, business community. I mean, like an amazing business community. Everybody really supports everybody. They're trying to figure out who they can match who to do business with, and they're making sure everybody can thrive. So what I did was I started focusing on community um, networking events, chamber of commerces, BNIs, um, women networking groups, things like that, so that I could get more good business. I found that my best business came from the community. I already knew what kind of people lived in my community, um, what kind of businesses are in my community and what kind of money flows in my community too. Right, so it also right. determined how much I could, you know, charge and things like that. Um, so community events, um, there's internet, there's paid ads. That's a space that I don't see a lot. And I talk a lot about virtual assistants and outsourcing and I don't get targeted for a lot of ads. So there's paid ads that you could be utilizing. That's a clear and open lane that, I mean, there's just not a lot of us. I've never, I, I've never ever ran across an ad like that or even heard of people running ads for that. <laughs> so 
Got one, one, yeah. just mm-hmm. one. That's just it. One. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. it's an open, it's an open space there. I don't even do it. So right. <laughs> hey, it's an open space there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do organic networking while you're out. Always carry your business cards. These are just regular business practices that people should follow. Um, carry your business cards. And um, I was on a plane a couple of weeks ago, and a guy would, was talking about his business, and then I was talking about mine, and we exchanged cards. I was on a plane to vacation. So, hey, you never know when someone might spring up that conversation. So carry your business card with you. Um, In Facebook groups, um, you can look specific for your niche groups. So for me, I was a real estate person. Um, So I looked for groups that said like real estate professionals, real estate agents, real estate investors. um, And I joined those groups and I figured out what their rules for it were for advertising. And then I also just um, connected and talked to people in the group. So whatever the conversation was, I just tried to kind of like pitch in some knowledgeable things. And then if it also led to talking about, well, maybe you could hire a virtual assistant for this. And guess what? I'm a virtual assistant too. Yeah. It kind of just yeah. falls into that. Yeah. Um, um, maybe you discussed this a little bit earlier, but uh, you know, you work with realtors and, you know, uh, contractors and all that. Did you have to have knowledge of that going into it or did you learn on the fly? No, I learned on the fly. My first realtor that I got, she was located in Washington and I was in North Carolina and she just needed help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was like really crazy. Um, She just needed help with um, events. So she organized um, continuing credit courses. So realtors have to take um, courses to keep their license active every year. And so she was structuring some of those events. So I organized her first like uh, training session. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the flyer. I put it on Eventbrite. I put it on Facebook. Um, I invited it, people to it. I put it on groups. I mean, that's like kind of like basic kind of stuff. I mean, right. I didn't really know much about real estate aside from the fact that I listen to podcasts and I read a lot of books. Um, but that's what she needed help with. And then moving into like wholesalers and stuff like that, I cold call and they teach me. They teach me what they needed. Um, Oh, that's cool. Calling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They that's teach good. you. Mm-hmm. Most times they teach you. I mean, there are some people that want you to have background knowledge and whatever it is that they're doing, and that's fine. Um, but there are also people that are willing to take someone from start and just say, Hey, you know, cool, you can get into this industry. And I don't think that you need a lot, not a lot, uh, not a lot of knowledge to answer some emails and right. set up my calendar <laughs> in real estate. Yeah. I promise you don't. <laughs> That's pretty dope then, actually, because, you know, you can pretty much do whatever, whatever it is that you want. You know, I'm, t- I'm saying like this is the most probably like the, one of the most flexible things I've ever came across. Um, it is. Very beneficial. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it, you just have to be able to, like I said, let go of the imposter syndrome and put yourself out there and be a little vulnerable. Um, know that you do whatever it is that you do very well. Um, if you want to start out, start out with basic tasks. Like I can manage your calendar and I can manage your emails. I know how to send professional emails and follow up. So those are the two like most basic pa- tasks that people can do um, that I mean, anybody could do. I mean, anybody could do that, right? You, you can right. send emails and you can yeah. send, you know, you can you can set up my calendar. So it's all good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, it's cool. all good. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I like the idea of that, especially for beginners getting started out. You don't have to worry about such, you know, huge task and learning like all these different skills. You can really just tap into email, calendar, um, you know, whatever little 
the workflows they have. Right. Yeah, like and if you want to learn new skills, I mean, like I said, the internet is totally accessible. I mean, if you want to learn how to um, help automate something, mm-hmm. you can get on YouTube and learn how to automate. And you can get on Udemy. And Udemy is usually like $10 courses. I mean, you, they go on sale like almost every month, but um, you can find courses on social media management and digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just, co- I mean, there's courses for everything. And yeah, and most, true. and most like systems, they have a lot of YouTube trainings too. So, I mean, it's like you can build your skill set off of a couple of dollars on the internet. And that's what I did. I, I transitioned into digital marketing. I started to love the marketing realm and I was introduced into the marketing realm and I started to love digital marketing for real estate agents. And so I'll never forget that my very first digital marketing client, I cold messaged him on Facebook and it was his his brokerage. It was a brokerage. And I said, Hey, I checked out your Facebook and I see that you're doing this very well, but I also see that you can improve in these areas, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I would love to sit down and maybe talk to you about how I can help you do that. Right. We set up for coffee, which is crazy. Like I had sent out like 30 of these messages and never got any response. Um, but he was like, okay, let's go to coffee on this day here. And so we went to coffee and he was like, you know, there's about uh, six or seven of us at the brokerage and I would love to invite you in to do a training for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> you want yeah. me to train you on something that I've, I've not really done yet? Like, right. I, but he was like, you're so knowledgeable in this and all of this is good information. And he was like, uh, he was, he's, the person that does that for their brokerage and he's um, a techie guy in the real estate realm too. And so he knew exactly what I was talking about. He's just been trying to convey it to them. He's like, maybe if I pay you to come in and trade them, they'll pay attention. And he was like, okay, so how much is it going to charge you to do like a two hour training? And I was like a hundred dollars an hour. Right. And he was like, okay. And he paid it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just $100 an hour. <laughs> That's so crazy. Doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, doing nothing. That's so doing crazy nothing. how that works out. Yeah, like, so it really, like, those kind of moments really fuel me to keep going because I can just literally dip into anything and do anything. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I guess I kind of, I guess I kind of really negates the question that I had. Um, what are some of the resources that helped you um, learning, I guess, the ways of, not only VA, but entrepreneurship, because around this, it does take mindset changes. It does take, you know, having that brain to constantly organize and analyze. So right. are there are there any resources that you picked up along the way? Or um, was this just kind of like a learn as you go type? A learn as you go type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, like I said, I, I used... Udemy, I used YouTube, I used podcasts, um, and I used books. Um, I think it's really important for jumping into entrepreneurship that your mind becomes healthier um, because it is definitely a, a roller coaster ride. So just don't let me put that out there that this was so easy that I did this and that I had 20 clients and, you know, just a short period of time. Right, right. It was tough. 
I mean, it was tough. I battled a lot with my mental health um, about like whether or not I could do this. And, oh, some days I would make, you know, some months I would make like $200 and there are other months that I would make like $2,000. Um, and so it was definitely like a roller coaster ride. So reading and keeping up with your mental health, seeing your therapist, reading motivational books, um, just those kinds of things were very instrumental for me and still are very instrumental to me to this day because I'm still on the same roller coaster that I was on a year ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still on that same roller coaster and we're going up, then we're going down and we're mm -hmm. going up, then we're going down. So, um, yeah, just reading books and, you know, taking self-care time is really important for me too. Um, being able to um, turn off because it's really exciting once you start doing something and you're like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. And I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going. And then <laughs> wait, when am I going to take a break? Because right. I'm so busy, like in my mind and everything. Um, so just taking time off to take self care and, you know, to de-stress and be normal again. <laughs> right. Be it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It becomes kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. I yeah. get that. So yeah, those are really important. Um, books that I particularly love to read mm -hmm. during my journey. Um, I love The Alchemist. If you haven't read The Alchemist, that is probably a great book to read once you start your journey. And when I read it, when I started my journey, I didn't quite understand like how this would apply to me because I didn't understand my personal legend as it is referred to in the book. Um, but this year I started to read it again and I picked it up and I was like, Oh my gosh, I see where I'm at. I've realized mm -hmm. my personal legend and I understand where I'm at in this book. And then like where like he goes through many trials and tribulations in his journey to get to his treasure that he's going for. Okay. And um, so it really is just like a really great reminder of where you're at, where you're headed. And there are some bumps in the road, but you keep going towards that same compass point, like wherever right. you're headed, you're going there. So just keep going. Right. Yeah. It looks that's like that. True. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, is that book about like self-discovery and stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. it's actually just a, a book about a man's journey. It's just mm -hmm. about his journey. There's, I don't want to say there's nothing spectacular about it, but it's literally about his journey. <laughs> uh -huh. And there are lots of little hidden keys in there. Okay. Like I told you, the, the whole choice, the one, once you make a decision, it takes you on a current of other ones. That's just one little tidbit that I read yesterday that I just love. Um, so it's, it's a little small book. I mean, I think it, it may be like a hundred and some pages, but it is full of just like mind blowing things about your journey. So the alchemist is definitely my favorite read and I implement it at least once a year. But if I can do like every six months to keep myself motivation up, then that's what I have to do. <laughs> yeah. Totally got that. Uh, that's, that's cool. That's great. Um, any, is any podcast in particular? I, I like to listen to podcasts. So is there anything that you'd recommend? Um, podcast wise, I've taken a dip and I've went back and forth with podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a real estate, I like real estate. So I love um, real estate podcasts. So that that's just me. That's my little quirk. I love real estate. Um, I like bigger pockets podcast. I like any podcast featuring Amy, um, which you had on the <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, she, was, she was great. Amy was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's my favorite. Um, but as far as business podcasts, I, um, Gary V is a great 
person to listen to as well. He's definitely motivational. He has a lot of um, tidbits in there um, yeah. that are really important to motivation and like life, just life in general. So Gary Vee is good. Yeah, and he keeps you going for sure. Yeah, 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 he does. <laughs> and what else? Um, business, I'm trying to think of business or personal other podcasts that I've listened to. Oh, I, I listen to uh, Therapy for Black Girls, so mental health. Um, mm-hmm. That's a great podcast for women. Um, and that, that's really like it. I listen to tidbits of yours and I listen to uh, some of the other people on Twitter. Um, there's some great podcasts out there. And I mean, I just kind of dabble into them when I can and I listen to audio books. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh, and then thank you for listening. That's, You're, that's welcome. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we, I think we pretty much covered everything on how to get started. I mean, like, wow, um, there's just so much, there's so much info here. Um, I think this is one of those ones where you can like listen to a couple of times and pick up something new. Also, thank you for carrying the show. Let me just, let me just be transparent. You, you carried the show. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> because, I try to plan. I'm a planner. That's what's wrong with yeah, me. I'm yeah, a planner. Yeah, yeah. You had, had everything ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest for the people who are listening. Like I had a set of questions um, that I kind of played off. But we changed topic like last, like like not topic, but we changed the idea of the show last second. She was, she was just really like just firing off like questions. I even think one time you're like, oh, how do you find clients? Well, that, that that's that's a good question. And you went on about that. That was funny, but all very useful. And uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just think people going forward, if you're listening to this episode, definitely structure yourself in whatever journey that you're going to take on entrepreneurship to solve a problem. Position yourself to solve a problem and you will have money that flows in because you are solving a problem. And again, people may not know that you they have that problem. So you may right. have to present that problem to make that cash flow move. Um, but solve a problem and you'll have some money some money there. You'll have some money there. I won't say a lot. I don't know how much you'll have, but if you solve <laughs> a you'll problem, you def- yeah, <laughs> you'll definitely have some money there. Um, and I actually have a book that I kind of structured this off of that I wrote. Um, it's a little $10 book. So if you want more of this information, I will be selling my book up until uh, the end of February, um, I may take it down to do some edits and some revisions and maybe put it back up. I haven't decided okay. yet, cool. um, but it will be here until the end of February. It's 10 bucks. If you are a person in need, if you cannot afford $10, I give the book to people in need. Um, and I hire all the time. I'm hiring four positions this week. So I hire VAs and you can get that experience from working in my company. Um, We set up everything from start to end. We make sure you have a good work environment. We make sure you get paid good. Um, So I also hire. So if you're looking for a job, definitely check out my link tree on my Twitter at underscore Ray Johnson underscore. Um, And there's a link in my bio that says, are you looking for a remote job? And there's a email list there that I will send out my jobs to. Awesome. Awesome. And of course I'll leave all the uh, links in the show notes as well. So people can find you and see what you're up to and hopefully, you know, get started in something and start uh, learning something new and uh, see what they can do. Yeah, yeah. And just be on the lookout for our agency. We launched Mm -hmm. January. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we launched January 20th, 2020. And we will have a website up. So you'll be able to see a little bit more about us. 
Okay, sounds great. Sounds All great. Right. Once again, I uh, I appreciate you for being on and sharing your expertise. I appreciate um, you. Thank <laughs> you for giving me the platform to talk. Of course, anytime, anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and everybody, just be great and have a wonderful week. We'll do. Thank you. Take care. Hey everyone, that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T and creativeassist.com as well. So I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist podcast. Until then, take care.